0: On blast. this is ball on blast part of the on blast podcast network available on itunes spotify soundcloud and youtube if you like it then subscribe and tell your friends Paula
1: thank you thank you thank you You're far too kind for tuning in once again to a little something we like to call a ball on blast podcast. As always, in case you forgot, because it's been a while, my name is Sheldon Alexander. I'm joined by my dude, Mr. Andrew Webster. Andrew Webster. I had to say it a little louder for the kids at the back because it's been so long. It's been a little while.
0: It's been a little while. I came here actually uh to ask Sheldon for a little bit of money because of all the <laughs> success that he's had this past NFL season. <laughs> Uh, I don't mean to kick off the show with a plug, but uh, got Shelly, you got like I gotta give you your flowers man. Like the uh, the NFL picks were on fire. They were in Fuego. You had me at the edge of my seat this year. I'm putting in money at the beginning of the year just to ride on your picks. That, I've, I've, I've come to the realization that you guys are way better at this than I am. Uh, every month like Monday I'm looking at the results and I'm like, man, <laughs> these guys are killing it.
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot I could say there. I'll just say to the people following along on this feed, the On Blast podcast feed, you might be familiar with the football picks we've been doing this season. A great run we've had so far, clicking at about 58% for the picks um, against the spread. It's been an insane ride. The Super Bowl preview will be coming up later this week with my guy, Matt Russell. Um, so, yeah, you could tune in. It's been a fun ride. And I, I knew- hope you have the birds. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> On Sunday, I hope we, you we'll have say the birds. We'll save that for a tease. We'll, we'll I'll obviously get let you get your... your uh, Philadelphia propaganda off at the end of this basketball pod and I will maybe give a sneak peek of what my pick will be as a tease into our football picks pod that will drop later on this week and for the people you know the picks this year it's been what are we here 159 for the regular season no I don't I didn't update that yet so I don't even want to give out a false number here <laughs> no no but Just I was that say,
0: it's good it's really really good that games above
1: 500 we're doing doing work here um actually i can't update that because what was last week last week we went one and one right we had yeah last week or the last game it would have been the chiefs and of course i had my niners against your your eagles i'm not mad at that
0: you get get, succumb with emotion i i understand i understand people think that they have a chance The you know you come into these games against the eagles you think you have a chance You read the articles, you listen to the talking heads, and then they run it down your throat. They run it down your throat. Time it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it later.
1: see, people think that this pod, the Ball on Blast pod, came back so that we could talk about the craziness yeah. in the nba but in reality right, right. i just it's... lost a bet to webster yeah, so right. so i had to come back <laughs> on have him on the pod so he could talk shit to me because the niners lost to his eagles and right as i'm getting over you got to bring back on all, all these right. wounds like i was over I was, I was able to accept it
0: so i'm like sirianni to i'm like sirianni mugging for the camera that's what i do get that guy off my tv. Man. <laughs> Come on, man. We're not going to do this. We're we're There's huge things. There's huge NBA stories to talk about. Which huge. is why
1: I mean, which is why we are back here on this the Ball on Blast Pod. Long-time followers of the On Blast Podcast Network know that we've been doing this in different iterations, but this has been a go-to place that I have loved to have this platform with a bunch of my friends, Webby being first and foremost, in terms of where we can just talk ball from what we like to think of an educated fan perspective. We love the game of basketball
0: Basketball watchers, basketball knowers. We consume knowers consumers. We consume a lot of
1: basketball. We love the game of basketball. We are fans of basketball. We appreciate the culture, but you're also talking about 20 years deep in terms of industry experience working in and around the game of basketball as well. As you remember the sweet sounds of Mr. Andrew Webster's voice as one of the guys, you know, that used to give us the highlight goodness late night, overnights at the score back in the day. And then
0: at sports day, you know, so I was certainly watching way more basketball then. And then now I have a toddler. And so, I'm getting, you know, the first I like to say first three quarters of that early game and then I'm coming in for the last three quarters of the late game. So I sometimes I miss the endings of the beginnings, but I'm watching. We're consuming basketball content and knowledge From all areas, all avenues, you know, and we just like you say, it's a free flowing conversation because what is more fun, Sheldon, to talk about, especially now that the NFL is winding down Mm -hmm. than the drama that is it's the best soap opera on TV. So there are 32 main characters, each one (laughs) crazier than the next.
1: The best part to me about this, you know, it's been a while since we've talked ball on this feed and we've seen all the messages people begging me like where's the raptors talk what are you not allowed to talk raptors anymore what's this challenge stuff we got football <laughs> pods like what's going on what happened to the ball talk know that this is a place to come to where we will talk basketball there will be culture talk we're gonna do this once a week and you're gonna get your raptors talk all the wrap it up fans which i gotta give a huge shout out to our boys to huge the- follow. iq Q told me a couple weeks. ago, This was actually when did I see Q? It had to be like in the summertime, maybe. But Q told me his son shouts to Avery, putting in real work with the Scarborough uh, their rep team there. But he was uh, telling me they were at Hoop Dome, and all of a sudden he's like he across the room, like across the gym, he sees this woman like staring at him, and he's like, "Why is this like grown woman staring at me in my face?" And she walks over and she's like, "Q." From the Wrap It Up podcast? Yes, yes. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> and she's like, what happened to the podcast? <laughs> right. So, listen, I'm saying this to say, blessings on blessings on blessings we hear all the messages we see all the messages the basketball content is back on its way because it's just fun for us to shoot the shit and talk about everything that's going on in the nba and a peek behind the curtain i've been in contact with Webby. we've been talking about okay in somehow some way basketball talk's going to come back i projected it to be in and around after the super bowl, just for my schedule purposes. And, and you know what? I'm going to have to baby. get over
0: my hangover after the, the, the big 20 point win we're about to put on the chiefs. So, so yeah. Yeah. I'm going talk all bowl, your, your Philly talk. Now, we'll start right? to we'll you know. really start to gear up after the big win. Oh, yes.
1: So, you know, we're going to wait after the super bowl. We're going to transition to basketball, but then, you know, there's a guy in the NBA, who every once in a while seems to take things in? I mean, if if I don't even know how to describe Kyrie Irving at Walker, this point,
0: Walker Kessler. Oh, but. Kyrie Irving. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so just so people know what's coming up on today's pod, we're gonna talk about the Raptors at the trade deadline because they appear to be the team that everyone is talking about. What will the, they linchpin, do in, the linchpin of the entire deadline, man? What role will they play in the deadline? We'll have lots of Raptors talk. So Raptors fans, stay tuned. We'll normally end up starting this ball on blast pod with a little Raptors talk. But when your man's Kyrie decides that
0: just on, you know, the middle
1: of a run where the team's actually playing well,
0: he's putting up huge numbers night in night out. He's consistently playing well. The, the nets are locked into a, to a playoff spot right now. Like no real danger of, you know, other than catastrophe, then going down to the playoff, the play in rounds. But like, Playing great. Kevin Durant is hurt, but, you know, yeah. like, he's Kevin Durant. He's going to be playing at a, a top level soon enough. Yeah, Things are looking good in Brooklyn.
1: And then the man right? Kyrie decides that he wants to demand a trade. So if we piece together a bunch of the, connect the dots of the storylines of how these things end up in Shams and Woj and their continued fight of running, you know, NBA media. Um, It turns out that the Nets and Kyrie were trying to negotiate a contract extension. Uh, Kyrie was not happy with the fact, reportedly Kyrie was not happy with the fact that the Nets had certain stipulations within said contract extension. And for that reason, he then demands a trade out. The Nets. Apparently, as you I don't know how anyone could blame them, is probably tired of this whole Kyrie Irving saga. And they ship him to the Dallas Mavericks for they ship Kyrie Irving and one of the Morris twins. If you follow us, you All know right, that I don't go. know which is which. Yeah, what, yeah. One of the Morris twins to yeah. the to the Dallas Mavs the for Dorian Finney Smith, Spencer Dimwitty, an unprotected 2029 first-round pick, second-round pick, and two second-round picks. So yeah. My first question to you, just in general, Kyrie Irving to the Mavs. Mm -hmm. What say you, Mr. Andrew
0: Webster? I don't know how any NBA team can give up. Even Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, like not great players, but serviceable NBA stars. I don't know how you can give any of that up for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I mean, you're you're not going to fix her. You know, you're not going to turn the hoe to a housewife. We know who Kyrie Irving is. Okay. We know what he does to teams. Yes. He's extremely talented. Yeah. He's awesome to watch. Yeah. He's won a championship. Yeah. He can put up numbers, but why any team, any owner, like all these guys are billionaires. So they think that they're smarter than the, than each other, you know, but they're not, this is going to end one way in Dallas and it's going to be with Luca leaving. Yeah, I think it also just shows uh,
1: it reeks of the desperation of the Dallas Mavericks, right? Because for you to actually give up any type of asset for Kyrie Irving, a guy who was quit on the, like he was playing with LeBron James, which dude playing with LeBron James is like, you know what? I want out of this situation. That should have been our first telltale sign, right? The third time that he's (laughs) done this exact same thing but exactly it right so he quits on lebron he's like okay i'm out i'm leaving now we could understand and there's all this other context about yeah we didn't know what lebron was going to do little brother we get all that yeah Yeah. but he admitted years later that that was a huge mistake and he shouldn't have left lebron so he does that he goes to the celtics we get this whole spiel about him and his dad remember they had the commercial of them what? playing on the Celtics the court. season ticket holders like i'm gonna be here a long long time yes but they had the thing with him and his dad playing one-on-one like this is a homecoming he bails on them remember that the he's injured they make it to the conference finals game seven and Kyrie doesn't even show up because he was not having, even there uh nasal having...
0: surgery <laughs> Right. nasal surgery
1: So he quits on that team the next year in the playoffs, just bails on them as well. Ends up in Brooklyn. Okay. Doesn't even like gets hurt again. Kyrie now ends up not playing. If you remember going back to when the bubble occurs and obviously there's a whole lot of other things that we don't need to get into in terms of what was going on at that time with the bubble, but Kyrie was okay to sit out, not play and let, You know, that team with Kenny Atkinson just go down in the bubble with no because KD was also sitting out, right? KD was hurt for the whole season after his Achilles. So you have that season where Kyrie doesn't play when maybe he could have played for that team, but wanted to wait for KD to come back. Then the following year, he ends up getting hurt in the playoffs. And then last year, we know that he played one good game in the playoffs as they got swept out by the Boston Celtics. So In total, I just want to read this tweet from Tom Haberstroh because I thought this was very interesting to sum up what could have been or what most people I think thought was going to be this epic run of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Okay, This is from Tom Haberstroh. Kyrie Irving played 143 of a possible 278 regular season games during his Brooklyn Nets tenure. That's barely half. Katie and Kyrie played together in 74 of a possible 206 games wow. after Katie returned from his Achilles injury. Again, 74 of a
0: possible two. And that's regular games. season and playoffs?
1: Uh, yes, they played together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: That's Katie,
1: because remember, last year they got swept in four games. And the year before, Kyrie got <laughs> hurt in the first round right? So even though yep. they went seven in the second round against the Bucks and Kevin Durant's toe on the toe line, on the line yep. Kyrie was hurt, right? Kyrie right. wasn't playing in that series. Uh, so Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden played 10 games. <laughs> Kyrie, Katie, and Ben Simmons played 24 games.
0: Wow. That
1: is <laughs> Imagine wow. your whole career. You leave not only LeBron, but Kevin Durant. Like, We've not, joked many can, about this. not many
0: can say that. They're, 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 they've done that.
1: That's We've joked around about this for a bit. <clears throat> but who is Kyrie's weed plug? Because imagine you being an NBA player and you're leaving both Kevin Durant and LeBron James. You have that on your resume. You chose to be like, you know what? I don't want to play with out.
0: two. Who, who else out there? Well, Luca, I guess, right? Now he's going to mess up the Luca situation too. And then he'll have three. Then he'll have three of the <laughs> The best players going right now, you know, LeBron, Durant, and Luca. He's going. Maybe Kyrie's just an NBA fan. You know, he wants. Is there to see a way the this Mavs. works for the Mavs? Is there a way that it works? No, because <laughs> I, I'd love to say that. Yeah, we like. Yeah, it could work if Kyrie sticks to his business, puts his head down, goes out night in, night out, night in, night out. He knows how to play. Obviously, he knows wants to play with a player like Luka Doncic. He's played with ball-dominant guys before, two of the most ball-dominant stars that we've had in the league. Yeah. Two of the biggest offensive forces. Now he's playing with another one. Yes, his skills should be able to fit in very well with what Luka and the Mavs are trying to do. Will it? No, it won't. It won't, because he's going to mess it up. He's going to say something. He's going to get pissed. Like you say... I don't see how him being in Dallas is gonna work out. I don't. The part I don't
1: get about this the way that this whole thing played out, right? It's just constantly one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. And we don't need to get into like the nature of whether it was the anti-Semitic posts, we don't need to get into like, th- the COVID if stuff.
0: Just, if it was just the anti-Semitic stuff, it was if it was just the COVID stuff, if it was If it was just the vaccine, we could maybe, but it's not. It's going back to the flat earth stuff. It's going back to the, even in, so I know that he broke his toe. Was it his toe or his foot in college? Uh, It was his toe. I'm pretty sure it was his toe, yeah. But even going back then, did we miss signs of what's going on now with this kind of like weird, far out behavior? Because like...
1: I've always said this though, right? I feel like there's a lot of guys, and Remember um, when Jimmy Butler first left your Sixers and he did an yeah. interview with Vinnie Goodwill and Vinnie Goodwill was asking him about like because remember there was a whole drama about Ben Simmons
0: when and- he was like, well, there's some people there that want to win some people there that don't.
1: Yeah, like some people are just in the NBA because they're really good at basketball. Like we assume yeah. that everybody playing in the NBA wants to win championships, yeah. right? And some guys just like playing basketball. Would it be cool to win a championship? Cool, but like they like the things that come along with yeah. playing in the. Ben Simmons
0: doesn't even like playing basketball.
1: Fair. He doesn't <laughs> right? even like that. But like Kyrie likes the money. Kyrie likes the celebrity on his terms. He likes the platform on his terms, but he, he doesn't like actually like playing in the NBA because we've seen time and time again, oh, he's, been he outwardly, the opportunity,
0: he's been outwardly hostile to playing in the NBA. Yeah. Like
1: whenever there's an opportunity for him to not play, he's going to take said opportunity. And as we mentioned, leaving some pretty like great positions in terms of, beside LeBron, beside KD, after you got KD to come to Brooklyn. Like it's just so interesting to me. I don't understand. And to to piggyback on your point, I don't get how this could possibly work for the Mavs. Because even if even if you tell me that Kyrie is on his best behavior, which is a huge leap to make, right? But even if somehow, some way you talk me into that. Really Kyrie and Luca, where where is that getting you in the Western Conference playoffs? Like maybe you went around
0: right? Like, but that's not even a guaranteed first round win to me. The thing is the the basketball part of it. Like I can see why Dallas needed to do something right. Mm -hmm. And that West is so wide open desperation, man. That's you know what? Maybe you kept like, we, we wouldn't have said last year that they were going to make the conference finals. True. True. You know, the
1: Mavs right now currently in sixth spot.
0: So they're they're. Again, like so, solidly in a playoff spot. They, they have. Nobody is solidly I, in a playoff spot. Okay. Like, yeah. Especially from, in the West. Yeah, it, it could, change, West, overnight. It could yeah. change overnight. It could change uh, overnight. Now but, you're banking on Kyrie. How can you bank on Kyrie? Girl, you're not banking on Kyrie. You're banking on Luka. Okay. That, okay. And he's shown you he can be good enough to win you multiple playoff rounds.
1: Yeah, I mean it happened. Yeah, you're right. It happened last year. We saw it. I just don't see how Kyrie Irving is conducive to winning. When is Kyrie Irving? 100 oh, percent. I mean, yes, we keep talking about the 2016 run with LeBron, and we know Dude, we saw the big shot in the finals. That's like, six I get seven all that.
0: years ago, man, that's a long time ago. It's it's crazy. I was still working at Sportsnet. That's how long ago it was when <laughs> that happened. It's crazy
1: for me to think about the fact that as you said, giving up assets for Kyrie Irving. Because if we turn this around to the Brooklyn Nets and the position that they were in in this situation, right, where, again, you got to be just over the moon that this part of it, getting Kyrie Irving out of here, is over. Because it's been such a long and sordid saga Mm -hmm. just with one thing after the next with Kyrie. And imagine... Imagine you being the Brooklyn Nets and you're actually in a position where you're going to offer Kyrie Irving an extension and you're going to rightfully put in stipulations, right? Whatever they are. But there has to be some stipulations like, yo, bro, you got to play X amount of (laughs) games. And if you do, there's more money here for you, right? Like imagine that. Just prove to us that you're reliable. We have to be able to have some sort of insurance that you are reliable. Yes. And then Kyrie's response to that it's to prove why he isn't reliable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. The self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's like, exactly. What are we doing?
1: It's, it's crazy to me. So I don't understand it, but Mark Cuban is that kind of renegade to do that. But I'm going to ask you this question, Webby. Because of the way the deal went down, there were reportedly some other deals on the table. There was a deal from the Lakers that was supposedly on the table. There was another deal supposedly from the Suns that was on the table. How do you think the Nets did in terms of this deal where you have Kyrie Irving, you got to get rid of him, but the yeah. package you get back is highlighted by Dorian Finney-Smith and
0: Spencer Dimwitty and a first-round pick? I don't think that they wanted to give it too much time. Mm-hmm. I think that the the public per, the public perception – of Kyrie Irving taking this to the public and saying, I want to trade with a personality like that, they knew that the longer this got dragged out, the more some of these teams might be convinced that this isn't the fit, right? So you could try and negotiate with the Lakers to try and get two of those picks down the line, you know, the 2029 20, and the whatever. I think they have another one in 2027 as well. Yeah. Some crazy far off picks. You can try and negotiate with the Lakers to try and get as much as you can, but then maybe this Dallas thing falls apart when Cuban, you know, somebody gets in his ear and says, what the hell are you doing? So I think that they got what is a pretty good return for Kyrie in terms of what you and I think of him, and said, let's not leave this to chance. Let's pull the trigger right now and take this good platter rather than waste time negotiating on trying to dig as deep as we can.
1: And just to give give some more insight here, there's a report from Shams that said the Nets asked for Austin Reeves and other assets, but the Lakers never really give up answered. Austin Reeves, man. What? <laughs> they stayed firm with an offer of Russell Westbrook in those two first-round picks. So oh, th- there's also the report that uh Nets owner Joe Cy did not want to give or preferred to not send Kyrie to his preferred destination, which is the Lakers. And I saw people ripping Joe side for that. And I was kind of like, hold on. Why do I feel like I got to do Kyrie Irving? Exactly what Kyrie Irving <laughs> what wants want? me to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like, wait,
0: what? The other thing is that this smacks a little bit of Durant throwing himself in front of that. I'm saying, I don't want to play with Westbrook again.
1: Well, I feel like because there were some interesting rumors and one of them that I thought was very interesting that I was surprised couldn't have been worked out was that proposed. There was like a three team deal where you add in the jazz and maybe the Nets end up getting Mike Connolly. you know, like some like and I'm not saying that Mike Connolly at this stage of his career is amazing or great or whatever. But that would have been a good, solid point guard veteran piece mm-hmm. that if you're coming out of the, this Kyrie Irving situation. I would take Mike Connolly, right? And, he, and you know, yeah. I, everybody I think he's one of wins the names in that
0: spot. I think he's one of the names that's gonna get moved. I think that he's somebody that I think the Jazz are gonna do some selling. Like, I think mm-hmm. that they have some players that they can move to get even more assets. We all know Danny Ainge likes as many draft picks as he can get, kind of in that same Sam Presti wing. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Connolly was one of those names that does get moved to. I was thinking the Lakers, especially now that they didn't get Kyrie. Like, yeah, they've been looking for a guy like, you know, you hear Fred Van Vliet's name tossed around with the Lakers as well. But I think if they can get a guy like Conley, uh, that might be something that they look to do. He yeah, seems see. like a LeBron guy too. I don't know why. Is it the Ohio thing? Possibly, possibly,
1: but just a good vet too, right? I yeah. think a good vet has been through some big playoff series and stuff. Big thing, of course, staying healthy, but that's basically the whole Lakers MO at this that's point right. when you're talking about AD uh, yeah. being involved as well. But I, if I'm the Nets, I think the Nets came away pretty well. I mean, if and this might sound for terrible. Sure.
0: For, for what they were looking, staring down the barrel of the gun at, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a great haul. For and a guy sp- who on Thursday said, I want to be out of here.
1: And Spencer Dimwitty, and I, I'm going to say this, and this might sound crazy on the surface, but follow I, me here. I like it. I name. would <laughs> rather have Spencer Dimwitty and Dorian Finney Smith on my team, knowing that their percentage of playing the full season, barring injury, is right. like 95% to They're 99%. Per- They're (laughs) professional NBA players. They play (laughs) the games. Or as Kyrie is showing us, us there's a 50% chance he might play all the games. He he might not. Right? So you can definitely talk me into, because even when my guy was playing, he would then get hurt more often than he would be healthy in his NBA career. If you go back to the start of Kyrie Irving's career, he's been injured more than he's been healthy in his NBA career, then add in just being available to play games for an assortment of reasons. So if you're telling me Spencer Dimwitty coming back to Brooklyn, a place where he had some success, Dorian Finney-Smith is your prototypical 3 and D NBA guy, another body that if you're the Nets, you can throw at the Giannis's, the Chris Middleton's, the Tatum's, the Brown's in the playoffs. I mean, and I'm getting a first-round pick for Kyrie, who, again, probably wasn't going to play the rest of his season or was going to find some other
0: way to not play. Well, especially, too, after they said these stipulations mm-hmm. or, or we're not going to sign you to an extension. Of course he wouldn't have played. Yeah. yeah. Why risk yourself getting hurt for your next contract? It also tells you how. It's almost, a, th- it's almost a nice thing that Kyrie did <laughs> to I mean, demand a trade. Right? Pretty good uh, for the Nets. Because he could have I, just said, "You're not going to pay
1: me. Fuck you. I'll wait." Yeah, I mean the the other part I find very interesting about this whole thing is what's next for the Nets in terms of Kevin Durant. Because I'm gonna, if it's me, I ride out Kevin Durant this yeah. season. I'm not, I'm not trading KD unless he You're comes to me and, to and says right now. But I also think unless he comes to you and he's so irate and says, "Yo, I'm out of here," which. Feels like there has to be some other moving piece that would have had to take in place that we don't know about with mm-hmm. Kyrie because to me, if you're KD and Kyrie just ups and leaves while you're injured, while your teams are playing good, while you removed your trade demand at the start of this season, and and to play with Kyrie this season, right? It's just like if I'm if I'm the Nets, I'm telling KD, listen. We got some assets now. We're going to try to add to it at the deadline. Just stick with us. Give us this season. And then we'll sort out the rest in the summer. But and that would be my move. Because
0: KD's not going to sit out. He's a hooper, right? He's well, not gonna The other sit thing out. is, it's not like they have nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. hosting the playoff. If the playoffs were to start, they'd host. Yeah. No, you're you right. Know? And, and listen, if there's a, a scorer, if there's an NBA player right now who could do this? Put a team like the Nets have currently on his back and make a run. Why isn't it Kevin Durant? Totally the guy's right. a top 20 NBA player all time. This is what he does.
1: So, what's the next move for KD? We talked about it from Kyrie's standpoint. He's out, he's gone to the maps. We've talked about it from the Nets standpoint in terms of what they were able to get for Kyrie Irving. And even talked about, okay, if you're the Nets what you should try to do with KD. But if you're KD, what would your move be? If you are Kevin Durant right now, what would you want to do?
0: Well, I think that the organization has shown you loyalty already. You came okay. out about the cold, like that whole trade demand thing before the season and Steve Nash leaving. And now Kyrie it's, they obviously take into account Kevin's opinion and, and they do that in a serious way. Mm-hmm. So I, if I were him, I I don't know where else you'd go where you're gonna have that much organizational input, right? If you go back to the Warriors, it's it, it's the same problem. It's Steph's team. If you go to it's Phoenix, and if you go to Phoenix, it's like they got a brand new owner. It's but with the Nets, it seems like it's Kevin's team. It's Durant's team. So I think if I were him, I would see where this season takes you. Play as hard as you can. And you're Kevin Durant. You're going to invite other players to come play with you. People are going to want to play with Durant. You may not be able to do that right now. You might be able to do that right now and try and swing some of these names that are around to build your roster. Why not be more aggressive if you're the Nets and Kevin Durant? I, don't, I, mm-hmm. I I read these things like, oh, where's Kevin Durant going to go? Why would he go anywhere?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you tell me the the Nets have some assets, the Nets have some picks, they'll have some cap space. Why not try to figure out a way that you can build around KD and figure out how to bring in some other stars. Like imagine if somehow they're like, and I mean, this might be a nice segue into talking about the Raptors here, but imagine if you were able to pull off and get Fred Van Vliet right now, right? Give up a couple assets to get you a starting point guard that could really, really help your team and be like, You know he's a good locker room guy. You know he's a gamer. You know he's playoff ready and all that fun stuff. But in terms of a point guard, point guard to what Ben Simmons is not, but even Kyrie was not, right? Just a point guard being able to, like, move the ball around and set your team up
0: and all that. Get Durant in the right spots where he likes it. It, It's so interesting
1: to me. And as we we kind of switch – gears here to the Raptors and their trade deadline preview. I mean, there's an interesting tie in here because obviously if we remember this past summer, which I really wish we had the pot up and running then when this whole Scotty Barnes is untouchable in I, any Kevin Durant. Can't trade. Deal. Scott,
0: Listen, I know that Kevin Durant's out there, but you'd be a <laughs> fool to trade Scotty Barnes for him. Like what, what? <laughs> what? what? I, was, I just remember the it was Toronto. So mans was out there, bro, like you can't trade, Scotty. It's like, are you
1: kidding? It was so interesting to me. It was a great time in Raptors in Raptors Twitter when uh people were fighting for why you can't trade. I, I think on in the summertime, I put out there, would you trade uh, Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr, and O G? And whatever picks, right? Like, who knows, whatever picks. However
0: many picks. would. Yeah,
1: for Kevin Durant. So people are like, nah, that's too much. I'm like, what are you guys? Like, what are we on right now? I really don't understand. But anyways, this brings us back to the Raptors trade deadline preview and months later where I'm not saying that same fake trade is on the table. What I am saying is, I'm pretty sure people's perception of what they would give up for Kevin Durant is probably a little different now. So I'm going to ask you, you look at the Raptors team and right now they're in the headlines. You got Fred VanVleet's name in the headlines. You got OG Ananobi's name in the headlines, Gary Trent Jr. A little bit of Pascal Siakam, a little bit of Nick Nurse. What do you make of this Raptor situation right now?
0: I I think that Scotty Barnes went from untouchable in one way before the summer to now pretty much untouchable in another way. Like he's one of few names that you don't hear with this Raptors team being moved. And honestly, this is the, it would be the smartest thing for the Raptors. And listen, Masai's a great negotiator and I'm sure he, he will get the most back for these players, but it's going to be a, maybe a tough pill to swallow to see, you know, two, if not three of those names that you mentioned, walk out the door.
1: So I feel like this should be an important time for me to update this here. Um, this from Woge, okay. As we're recording this, pod. this, did
0: this just happen? Is this something so that this happened? is
1: from like 18 minutes ago? Okay,
0: okay, it says
1: ESPN sources nets and Mavs trade still hasn't been made official with League Office because the Nets are evaluating opportunities to expand deal with the third team. Teams are expected to make a two-way deal official in the next couple of hours. Unless the Nets find something bigger to fold into, many conversations in the league are going through one team today: the Toronto Raptors. Whoa, oh,
0: <laughs> Kyrie to the
1: Raps? No, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think besides on uh, on that wave at all. No, unless, let's hope not. Unless there's someone, because there could be a thing where you take on Kyrie and you buy him out and let him just go wherever he wants, but. Right. I, I mean, I don't know if that's a thing that's possible, uh, but added on to that, uh, the Mavs understand Brooklyn exploring ways for the Nets to expand the deal. But Dallas needs a deal done today. Plan is for Kyrie Irving to join the team in L.A. for practice tomorrow and play Wednesday versus the Clippers. So
0: well, they are putting a deadline on it.
1: Yeah, this is I mean, this leads us perfectly into talking about the Toronto Raptors because What would you make of this Raptors team right now? You just talked to me about Scotty Barnes, and I think that is a great point about all these other names are being thrown out there. And if you're having a rebuild, obviously, Scotty Barnes, the reigning rookie of the year is a guy that you would want to rebuild around. Yeah, totally get that. Totally understand that. I got to say, and I've been on this train for the last couple weeks when the Fred Van Fleet slander was at its highest point. I really hope that Fred van Fleet doesn't get traded but I understand why it could happen but the disrespect of Fred van Fleet on the way out I was not here for any of that people were talking so greasy about Fred van Fleet because like he was sh- he wasn't shooting well for like two months of the season or whatever it was when like not everything is about a statistic this is why I miss this pod so much of being able to talk about basketball because I feel like we forget sometimes that not at, like statistics tell you a little bit, but you got to remember there's a whole other side to the game that a shooting stat is not telling you about. And right. that part was so tough for me to hear just a slander being thrown at Fred Van Fleet when the Raptors are running a new offense. they are trying to incorporate all these guys. Like, I don't know, man, I, I found that part tough. And I would want to keep Fred VanVleet because I feel like you need leadership in your locker room. Whatever the next iteration is of this team, Fred is a guy in the locker room that holds that all together. I feel like, as bad as people think this Raptor season is going right now, if it wasn't for Fred VanVleet being their leader, ugh, it's scary to
0: think where it might be. It could Eller. be. Mo- well, I see. This is the thing. I don't think. It, it could be much worse. (laughs) I think that the Raptors are in the worst possible position. The middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's no fault. I completely understand what you're saying with Van Vliet And, and a guy like Fred has garnered so much respect throughout the league. And what he's brought to the Raptors is undefinable. And for you to get on him and, chuck him out of town for two months of bad shooting, almost like ignores what he means to the franchise from the championship season and what he's done the last couple of years as well, which has really become a premier point guard in the league. Like, Fred is awesome, and that's why he's garnering so much attention. So I do agree with you, but on the other hand, this needs to get worse for the Raptors. Can if you say... You just don't want to be where Toronto is right now
1: yeah and you're right they're in the middle and it's the worst place you want to be in the nba and as masai ujiri has said a bunch of times play in for what right like and my fear watching this raptors team right now everyone's talking about tank 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 when really they're like what a half game out of 10th place which would be the play-in which nobody really wants to do right like if we're being honest other than the business people well not even the business people because you won't even have a home game if you're in 10th no. right so I guess you you you'd
0: and have to. And you want to, to then, talk about an NBA TV game? Well, you're in. 10, Raptors in the plan. Maybe
1: you win the play in, and then you
0: get two home playoff dates in
1: the first round against whoever's in first, and you get slapped up at. I don't know. I, I just don't think that's a place the Raptors want to be in. But literally, as we're recording this podcast, Mark Stein is saying among the possibilities for expanding <laughs> the Kyrie Irving to Dallas trade. Before One. this evening's scheduled trade call, league sources say that Brooklyn has explored the feasibility of packaging Spencer Dimwitty and Draft Capital to Toronto in an attempt to acquire Fred Van Fleet. I swear to you, I did not read that before we just talked about
0: it. What about, that that, that's insane. that's also, that's also, I have Siakam interest too. Yes, also from Mark Stein. The Nets have also been
1: described to me as a team with Pascal Siakam interest, although the signals entering the final week of the trade season have reflected a reluctance from Toronto to this point to make Siakam available. So lots going on within the NBA circle in the Toronto Raptors. And to me, I I get it. If you're going to keep someone, um, you keep Pascal, I get that you're going to try to keep Pascal and Scotty Barnes and build around that, I guess. Um, OG Ananobi is a guy whose name has been up in trade talks for a while. OG Ananobi has also been a topic for discussion for us in our many iterations of this podcast. Because the scars, I don't get it. I don't get OG Ananobi. I, I like. I think he's an <laughs> all right a, player as a basketball player. Is like a person. Sure, you as can take entity. me as a person too. Do you feel like you know anything about OG Ananobi? An he doesn't entity. really talk much. He's quiet. You ask him questions, he gives like weird answers all the time. <laughs> and now people are telling me you can get like three first round, three picks first for OG round picks. Like, I missed me with that.
0: That makes no sense. Who's giving up three first round picks for OG Ananobi? I and it's like I was reading that New Orleans doesn't want Memphis to get him, and Memphis doesn't <laughs> want New Orleans to get him, and so they're bidding each other up. It's I like. Over OG Ananobi? I mean, he made the big shot in the bubble. He hit (laughs) one shot. He's a great defender. Cool. He's a baller. I don't know. The scarves was funny. I think his whole thing is that he doesn't emote, which is funny to me. So hold on. Who
1: actually wants? Okay. OG Ananobi, right? (laughs) So if first off, if you're able
0: to able to get
1: one first round pick for OG, I'm in on that.
0: I don't yeah, understand 100%. what everybody is OG. talking about here. OG. <laughs> OG. Uh, <laughs> here's what OG Ananobi can do. He can defend and he can hit threes. Sometimes. Which is a great, two that's great skills want. in the NBA. Yeah. It's what you want. Is it mm-hmm. three first rounders? If you're in Masai Yajiri, maybe it is. I don't know. If, if that happens, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I
1: totally agree. Totally agree. I think that, you know, OG and Anobi, the I I forget you who tweeted that, this.
0: Do you think that Kyrie Irving's deal changes that at all? Ooh. I mean, I it know is that kind there weird. are weird, obviously, weird circumstances with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's almost like a distressed asset, right? Like not almost. <laughs> it's the most distressed asset <laughs> ever. <laughs> Right? But does yeah. that bring the price for OG down or keep it the same? Is what I'm wondering.
1: I'm totally confused about OG and OB It's so strange to me. And and like I guess living in this world of Twitter where you don't have to follow people to actually see what they're tweeting. Like in this Twitter algorithm world where if you talk about the Raptors or you talk about the Sixers. You then will get tweets from other people talking about those things, even if you don't follow them. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of people talking about OG Ananobi and about, you know, being this piece of a championship team and all this stuff and how you don't want to give them up. And and I find that so interesting as if people don't remember the Raptors won a championship without him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like I understand that he is a solid player, I think he's pretty good, but we've kind of seen what OG Ananobi is at this point. And do you want to pay big bucks for that going forward as he's going to command a new contract soon? I don't think so. So if you're telling me you can get first round picks or multiple first round picks for OG, sign me up for that. The other thing I want to bring up to you, because I feel like this whole point needs to be connected somehow. And one thing we like to do is connect dots here on the pod. And I'm not trying to tell you that this is the answer for sure, I'm just trying to point out the information that we know, and you can make the conclusion that you want. I can
0: draw my own lines on the on the board on the the ticky tack board.
1: So I'm going to paint this this for you, okay, Mister Webster. We know that American outlets understand how Twitter algorithms work, and if you use the Toronto Raptors or even the Toronto Blue Jays as an example, (laughs) right? If you match up that fan base and you compare it to American markets, where does Toronto rank in terms of fan interaction just because of size in comparison to, let's say, LA, LA teams, right? Which really, like, it's more than the Clippers. So really, you're talking about the Lakers. You're talking about the Knicks. It's going to be more than Brooklyn because nobody really cares about the Brooklyn Nets, right? You care about KD. It's not like there's Brooklyn Nets fans. But if I'm a writer for the NBA, I know that when I put out Raptors news, right? My shit gets a lot of traction, right? That is a fact. That's not like some hyperbole. That's not anything. You think about it from a market size, Raptors fans and engagement on Twitter is going to be more than maybe three other. There's probably going to be what? Three other, (laughs) four, maybe maybe five other fan bases in the entire league. Ah, I would say top five. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll leave that one there with you. Okay. That's one. Two, who are the names that you see out there the most in terms of, I mean, even if I say the Raptors, but also the NBA, we're gonna say Fred Van Fleet, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr. We also then started to get a sprinkle of Nick Nurse's name out there.
0: Like I'm gonna ask you the
1: deadline. I'm just saying, no, 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 just Nick Nurse talked. If you did Shams put out an article last week talking about, oh, In case you didn't realize, Nick Nurse's contract, and he makes X amount of, he makes $8 million a year, and magically we're finding out all this information about Nick Nurse. Why is this all of a sudden in the headlines? I don't really understand. Wait, what's a connection here? Well, there's a connection that these guys are all in the Raptors organization, but is there any other ties here? Wait, hold on. Who is OG Ananobi repped by? Clutch Sports. Wait a second. Who is Gary Trent Jr. repped by? Hold on. Clutch Sports. Okay. Fred Van Fleet recently left his agent uh, and is rumored, rumored to be potentially siding with who?
0: Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports.
1: Who is Nick Nurse rep by?
0: Uh, clutch Sports. There we go.
1: What do we know that Clutch Sports is the is best they're... at doing? Getting yeah. the
0: Shams, who also yeah. is
1: rut by who? Uh,
0: clutch Sports.
1: I mean are, there's a Are there, any, professional, are
0: there any are there any professional basketball teams that have let's say very very close ties with the folks at Clutch Sports Is there is there one team or or maybe one entity in the NBA that you know of that's very very connected to clutch sports is there a name or, or, the, the, or the lakers we always hear a bunch of and, lakers and information is, somehow, is there right? somebody in particular on the lakers who's really connected to clutch sports oh that would be
1: lebron james
0: okay okay
1: and anthony mm-hmm. davis my point of bringing all this stuff up is you see the narrative we've seen this before to where something gets turned into a reality because one thing that clutch sports is really good at is playing the agent and public game. There's going to be a lot of interviews. There's going to be a lot of just shams magically coming up with information involving clutch clients. And I'm just putting this information out there. You can connect the dots to whatever you want. I'm just making the link that it's, I don't think that it's a coincidence that we're hearing about all these names. They're all linked to clutch sports as we head towards the trade deadline. I find this all extremely extremely
0: fascinating. And I was going to say is there is there another team that's looking to be very active at the trade deadline and has one of their biggest stars come out on social media even today <laughs> and given an interview mm-hmm. about the organization and and being active on the trade deadline. Oh That would
1: also be LeBron. That would
0: be LeBron James. That would be LeBron James, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm just saying to keep all of that in mind as between now and the Thursday trade deadline, you're going to keep hearing more info about the Toronto Raptors, these key players on the Toronto Raptors, because where are Woj and Shams getting their information from?
0: Clutch sports. I'm just saying, like... When when Russell Westbrook suits up for the toronto raptors wow do wow. you buy a jersey do yes. you buy a like game or are you more of uh are you more of a like kind of a modell's just kind I of i can't like, lie
1: to you if if russ you did would, get you traded would pop. You if would russ pop. did get traded to the raptors i might have to do it for the culture man i might have <laughs> to get a russ jersey for the culture because everyone's going to be mad at russ but i'll be here to support You're the, the, lone <laughs> the lone voice the lone voice who? kind of person Russ would I crazy. be? What kind of person would I be if I jumped off the Rust bandwagon? I can't do that, That's especially cool. when it comes to town. When can't it pulled it. up at Union Station, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. But I do want to say this as we kind of transition into our uh, uh, Ask On Blast segment, where we talk about things kind of not, not really tangentially,
0: tangentially, tangentially related. related.
1: It's more about the culture we'll say for but sure. we mentioned clutch sports and the oh, head but...
0: of clutch sports happens to be a man named rich paul and just can we give it up i it's just i know a lot of people had good nights last night at the grand <laughs> yes i think hold on hold on for those who, who might can... not be aware though
1: who is who is the head of clutch sports
0: uh, Just rich paul
1: and why are you talking about the Grammys and Rich Paul? What am What am I missing here? Explain it to the people that might not be familiar.
0: Because Rich Paul, I what do you, what do you <laughs> call, like grabbing onto the glow up, and just Ooh. being a part of history? I mean, Ooh. the man already listen. Rich Paul, unassailable. But the the glow up ride that he's on with Adele is unbelievable. Yeah, she is. I always thought Adele was a dime. That's just okay. the kind of guy I, just the kind okay. of guy I am. Okay. But now this woman is stunning, stunning, okay. very attracted to Adele. No lie. Okay. And Rich Paul is getting it done. So for those who might not be aware, Rich Paul,
1: <laughs> the head of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul was LeBron's agent. As the story goes, Rich Paul and LeBron met as twenty-year-olds. Rich Paul selling michelin s jerseys out of his yeah. trunk he is a go-getter he is that dude he's a businessman okay yeah him and lebron meet they take a liking to each other rich paul then becomes part of the inner circle with mav carter and lebron's crew or as phil jackson so famous or infamously <laughs> called them his posse oh yeah anyways um that was a joke, by the way, for the people that can't see us <laughs> on the on the pod, which happens to be on YouTube. We were, we I never mentioned that. We were tugging collars. We were yes.
0: collars. are yeah. mocking that
1: for people yeah. who might be we were too serious. we mocking Phil,
0: here. if you didn't know already that we exactly. were mocking Phil Jackson.
1: Um, and so Rich Paul and LeBron, LeBron now takes him under a wing, asks him, gets him to intern under LeBron's current agent at that time when he was with the Cavs works closely with that agent i'm pretty sure it was leon rose if
0: i had i think it was leon rose yeah
1: um but i could have that wrong i don't remember come on brains of mush but the point is rich paul being groomed under lebron's agents at the time then learns the tricks of the trade and they start their own agency which is called clutch sports and now is one of the most powerful agencies not only in the nba but in sports sports So Clutch Sports now, as you mentioned, Rich Paul, the head guy, LeBron's agent, is now dating
0: Adele. That is an amazing come up. That might be just killing it in all aspects. Adele just farts and everybody's like, give this woman 200 Grammys. Listen, if you were watching the, the, the Grammys last night
1: and you saw Adele and... Uh, her boyfriend sitting beside her that is rich paul the fun joke when the rock came over and the rock was joking around because trevor noah made a joke early on in the night about how um adele mentioned before that she wanted to meet the rock but she never got to meet the rock and then the rock comes over to the table mm. and says hi to her and they meet Ha ha! ha. joke 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 rich paul then joking around because imagine how that would be like Your girl girl said, want to to meet The Rock. And this was years (laughs) before, before you were even together. And now here's The Rock. But, you know, they made a joke out of it. There's a pretty funny picture of Rich Paul pretending to punch The Rock, which, you know, obviously is hilarious. But I tweeted this last night. Please tell me who more is the the American dream more
0: so than Rich Paul.
1: That is a come up
0: of all come ups. He is a real American dream that is a absolutely story. absolutely the guys uh, success story selling kevin McHale jerseys out of the back of his truck to now getting the best seat at the grammys and pretending to punch the rock amazing it's awesome amazing. it's awesome um, and just adele again we've got it once again the woman is just she could use me as floss oh shes just unreal <laughs> Unreal. So a quick Grammys
1: recap, what stood out so to you the most? You, you, hey, not mad at the, the accent at all. Um, Quick Grammys recap, what stood out to you the most? Because as you mentioned Adele, because people watching for me is the most fun part of seeing who's in the crowd and what's going on. And as much as we enjoyed seeing Adele and Rich Paul and who is else said, oh, Lizzo was at, their Lizzo. Table. Lizzo was um, at the table. Too. The opposite can be said for Taylor Swift, who has to just be trolling us now, right? Yes. Like, you that can't her be out, her, her real out. moves. It can't be, like, she's so trolling I,
0: us, right? You were you were saying your favorite part of it. My favorite part of the Grammy is especially, and we're going to get to the amazing hip-hop uh, medley that they did, but is all the crowd reactions of the music and the celebrities dancing. Shania Twain was having a great time. Listen, Shania, you want to talk about a glow-up. Let's talk about Shania. She is <laughs> Canadian songbird, looking great out of here yes she's yes. got to be in her 50s man she is just holy listen so when they show the crowd and the crowd's like yeah i i just uh let's like just give me a camera on taylor swift at all times for the cringe yeah for
1: it is hilarious because it's
0: embarrassing see. so last night i didn't even know the grammys were happening <laughs> i didn't even know it was on how did you stumble upon it i put my daughter down to bed. I got my my wife as a teacher. I got her all situated with, you know, her shows. And then I went to go just watch some TV. I fired up. There wasn't, I mean, all the sports had kind of ended now. on. It's depressing, right? The final Sunday before the Super Bowl. I'm just channel surfing around and I, oh, oh shit, the Grammys are on. Let me put it on just as that hip hop medley is starting. Yep. And that was, I don't watch much of the, I used to watch Grammys every year. I still love music, all kinds of music, but that hip-hop medley is why you tune in. That was so cool and really went from, and we'll get to it, went from, like, the beginnings of the genre in, like, Mm -hmm. the late 70s, early 80s, all the way up today. It hit pretty much everybody that you would think that it would touch on. I mean, other than Jay-Z, but Jay-Z was in the audience, you know? Yeah only thing is i thought maybe snoop would come out too i thought snoop was definitely but i think it seemed a little more well not because too short was there Scooby. yeah yeah too
1: short yo too, too short well, got the me hype. hype i
0: was not well expecting the whistle that came out and everybody our age was like just yelled bitch at their tv the <laughs> <laughs> do i gotta say like short down because it was bleeped out. Uh, oh, yeah so exactly. Busy. The other the other great bleeping was I and I know you love this track as well, but that lock song that they played. Oh, we go make with, it. We go And they make I'm it. like, who are they? Cuz I couldn't really see when they're bleeping out the entire first <laughs> line of the song. Oh. Yeah, I know why now. That's my favorite shit. Uh, but then we got to the new like we get to the Queen Latifah and it's great and rapper represent- yeah buster rhymes is doing his crazy fast rapping thing which i tweeted was awesome to see live because you yeah. hear it on record and how does he do that but they get to the new guys i don't know was that little baby
1: i'm gonna be honest so yes again know. it was a 50 was year it?
0: anniversary of hip-hop performance
1: and they had you know to mention just a few and i, I give them credit for i think it was ll in his intro saying Listen, that if we forgot good. anybody, like we're not trying to get every single big person out yeah. there, so don't knock us if there's someone missing or whatever. But they had from Run DMC, LL, Salt and Pepper, um, Ice-T, Queen Latifah, Wu-Tang, Big Boy, which, where was Andre?
0: That I threw know. me off.
1: That was kind of weird. Busta, um, Missy, Nelly, yeah, which Missy. was kind of weird to me like okay so well, i'm right was, I, I, I get it i get it nelly is huge man here's the thing i'm not mad at nelly okay i've had this moment twice actually where it's like Are people coming
0: to nelly's defense like no, how no, dare I, you first nelly, of all how dare you ei is still a jam
1: i'm not denying nelly and maybe i don't know what it is i can't fully describe it but I had the exact same feeling a couple years ago at um, OVO Fest, and Nelly came out, and I had a familiar feeling last night while watching this Ode to Hip Hop, where it's like Nelly. Okay, huh? I get it, hmm. but I'm not sure yeah. if I needed Nelly in this. You know, like Nelly, I get it, yeah. hot and her, yeah, I get yeah. it. Moment in time, Nelly yeah. had bangers, Nelly had crossover appeal, yeah. but I didn't need. Can't get fifty. Nelly. Does that can't make get, sense? Can't get fifty, but you got Nelly, huh? Well, there's people who, you know, would just be too big time that they're like, I'm not coming to do a medley. Like, you know, Eminem's not doing that. You know, Drake's not doing that. No. Right. Like there are people. But who that's feel, why I thought
0: we might see if, That's why I thought 50 would be there. It's, it seemed like something he'd do.
1: Yeah. That'd be
0: interesting for sure.
1: I thought it was, was good. There but anybody, after, the, was hold there, on, after the locks, I didn't know anybody.
0: Um, like, Was that Uzi Vert?
1: Was that your guy?
0: It was Evert, yeah, Philly guy, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought
1: so, but I wasn't positive.
0: The He's lil's, I struggle guy. with the lil's. I'm not I gonna struggle to with you. the babies. I struggle with the babies. There's the baby and there's little baby, and there's baby. I know baby. I'm kind of familiar with the baby. He's the one that got in oh, trouble, yeah. and now there's little baby. Yeah, I got. And then there's um, Cardi B and there's Playboy Cardi. (laughs) I'm so old now. (laughs) Jelly, I'm too old. It's like, honestly, you know, so was there somebody there? Who would you have had? So hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. I said that I I tweeted this last night, but I loved the amazing ode to hip hop. But with it came the sobering reality that we are now the old people watching and actually enjoying the Grammys. Yes, that that's was a, a sobering point. reality to me last <laughs> night. Ooh, I was like, cool. "Oh man, that was amazing." And I was like, "Wait, hold on no. a second here." And you know what it was? It was when they gave the award to Dr. Dre. So they had this like brand new award that was honoring like black music, and the first honoree was Dr. Dre. And I, me- I was sitting there, and I said to my girl, "I was like, if you were gonna do this, and it was the first one, when not you go to like Motown or something? Like Dr. Dre wasn't that long ago." And then I paused. I was like.
0: That's, That's over 20 years ago. <laughs> that is a lot 20 time years ago, ago. you shit.
1: <laughs> right Like,
0: oh man. Yeah. No, the one that here? I thought it was the, that it, that was funny is that like I'm watching it right and it's like LO Cool J and Ice T, and it's like, God damn, how many of these guys are on fucking detective shows on TV? <laughs> 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 SVU okay. or whatever. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah.
0: N C I S is that Keep Split getting H? those checks, Ice T. Keep doing yes. it. I love The it. longest I, running hour long show, LO Cool J NCIS. My so parents good. know who you are. And so they're good. they're in their 70s. So um, I got to give a shout out to Mary
1: J. Mary J still out here cooking at tw- uh, in 2023. A queen, a queen, unassailable. That song, unavailable. that good morning gorgeous song. Woo. Yeah. Soulful yep. Mary, soulful. Um but of um, course J. J like why wasn't J up there? that's because my question jay vowed to perform at the jay was performing at the end he knew he had his five minute verse from god did coming up so that's what he saved it for he was gonna can, be in the, he's you, gonna be in the crowd licking off shots
0: can't can you get can you get up there and give me a little money cash hose just like just for old time's sake well what would the jay song have been oh Hard Knock life
1: like the, because everyone basically came out, gave like. If their a song. Bar of their the New song. York one. I He probably. Oh, yeah. Empire State of Mine, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess so. Nobody wanted get, to see that. It was really
0: performance. You're not going to get 22 twos, you know? Like, you're Ooh. not going to get. <laughs> I still stand get, by it. I think it might still cut. be
1: on YouTube. But if you've never seen the B-sides concert from Jay.
0: Oh, I'm no. Sure that's on
1: YouTube? Ooh, oh, cool. That is a show called the <laughs> b-sides so it's all the songs that like you rock to and bump to but he would never perform at a show right
0: right so he to, at do, a show? more more
1: more people need to do that shit oh it's amazing 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 show but let's talk about this how they wrapped up the grammys with, at the very end, Album of the Year, we don't need to argue about that. We'll save that to Twitter as a beehive just savages anybody who Ooh, beats did Beyonce. Did she win?
0: I don't even know. I turned it off after... Harry the, Styles well, ended up I, winning I watched, Album of the Year. I, I watched Adele win, and that's when I saw Rich uh, Rich Paul, and when I was also like, oh, Adele, all right. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, so Album style, of the Year went to Harry Styles. Beyonce, and Lizzo, and Anybody was... I don't know, like... Yeah, I really I liked know. the new Lil Yachty album. Was that... N- nah. Nah, um, that was a so nominated. So they wrap anything. up the Grammys. West Side Gun? Did West Side Gun get nominated for anything? No. No? See, buddy. like... Then, on, then the buddy. then the award show is nil. Well,
1: they closed it out on a high with DJ Khaled's track, God Did. They yeah. shut down the street outside the Staples Center. They had basically... Uh, they had this beautiful, beautiful setup, right? Of basically like the the Last Supper, right? And it's God Did performed by Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, and Jay-Z's five-minute verse just sitting at this table. And it was maybe the most incredible thing I've ever seen. It was so good. And I mean, I'm a Jay fan, so it's not like I'm going to... You're in the bag. You're in the bag. Yeah, like I'm going to obviously think it was the most incredible thing I've seen in a very, very, very long time. But I just thought like everything about it was so dope. Jay's bars, because he's talking about, look at what his career is. And the whole verse is talking about his life on the streets to and how they were able to flip that into what it is now. And you're at this table with legends performing an eight minute song to close out the Grammys. Who could have saw that 50 years of hip hop? Who could have saw that? Well, it was just I an amazing even,
0: performance. That song is dope. It's amazing. You talk about even 20 years ago, something like that would not close out the Grammys. Yeah, You know, you might get a Jay-Z performance, but it's going to be like the second or third one of the night. Yeah. But now he is the guy that can close a, a, an event like that. But that's we've sick. known that about Jay for however long, you know? An it's that's a new to people like you and me. And I don't even know how overreaching the Grammys are nowadays, but you're right. It's like, you know, when we were kids, it was like fucking Barry Manilow closing the Grammys or whatever. And now we're old and it's Jay-Z. <laughs> this
1: guy said Barry Manilow. I don't know. Fuck. I would just like to say as Sean, as Jay-Z, AKA Sean Carter said last night, these ain't songs. These is hymns. Cause I'm him. Close quote. Bars. Well, that song is so fire. The song is so
0: fire. Um, Does he release another is album? Twitter. Is he, is he mm. what's going on? Is there another Jay-Z album in the world? I doubt it. I doubt it. Why just feature
1: on There's tracks no and
0: smash it. And he's always been the best featuring on other tracks as well.
1: Yeah. Like, like that like song God another. did is so good. Like we tolerate DJ Khaled.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, right? exactly.
1: That's how good that song is. I could go on for hours and hours, obviously, talking about Jay-Z's performance and God Did and how amazing that song is and the performance was and The Last Supper and how last night I spent so much time trying to find the full performance on Twitter, only now to find it hours later when I really wanted to watch it over and over again last night. anyway, story for another day. We'll move on to the last thing we want to talk about on this pod, Ask On Blast segment I'm just basically going to turn this over to you because the Super Bowl is this week. Um, for those who might not know, on the same feed, you will find our NFL picks. That pod will drop probably on Wednesday. So stay tuned for my full, you know, Super Bowl breakdown with our guy Matt Russell and all that. But in terms of our Ball on Blast pod, Mr. Andrew Webster, noted Philly dude. <laughs> just gonna let you go man
0: there's only one quarterback out there only one quarterback that's gonna be on playing on Mm -hmm. sunday Mm -hmm. that can squat 600 goddamn pounds they talk about joe burrow being joe cool get that shit out of (laughs) here jalen hurts is the coolest athlete on planet earth This man is cool, calm, collected. He's the strongest motherfucker on the gridiron. And you're going to tell me that I should be afraid of the Chiefs? Bart Scott said they can't stop a nosebleed. The Chiefs can't stop our offensive line. The Chiefs can't stop Jalen Hurts. San Francisco 49ers, the best defense in the country, didn't do shit. They got 38 points put up on them. You got a last name of a Bosa. You got abused by Philadelphia. Brother got abused by the fans. Other brother got abused by the team. We're coming for the mom, the dad, the sister next. You're a Bosa. Get the fuck out of here, bro. This is the Philadelphia Eagles winning a Super Bowl for the second time in five years. Carson Uh. Wentz, get him out. Nick Foles. Big Dick Nick, thanks, man. Dougie P, what a legend. The Philly Special, hey, Doug P, all the best in Jacksonville. You know I love Trevor Lawrence. Guy's got the flow that I wish I had. Dougie P's going to do great. But Howie, he did it again. He reloaded. He didn't rebuild. He reloaded. Came back with an even better team. Who's going to trade A.J. Brown? You have A.J. Brown on your team. You're going to trade him? Great, we'll take him. We'll pay him a hundred million dollars. We got the best pass rusher in the game, Hassan Reddick. Where's he from, Shelly? Where's Hassan Reddick from? Where's he from? I don't know. From man. North Philadelphia. Paying... Sure. sure, he's sure, from man. North Philadelphia. Don't he's involve me. Don't
1: involve me in your Philly. You Listen, I'm still you a like Niners you, fan. Okay, you see don't Hassan involve Redick me in, in your, your
0: nightmares. No. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick took the took the marrow out of fucking brock purdy's elbow and he fucking snorted it
1: all right all right all right all right listen 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 okay i let you go i let you have your Philly <laughs> say and all that i'm not even going to get into that niners game and what would have happened 38 14
0: 38 14 even if we just, Eagles, had... If we just had jimmy over, garoppolo over that game at halftime different.
1: even if that game was jimmy garoppolo that game goes different but that's a story for another day is jimmy can... is jimmy garoppolo gonna stop us from scoring 38 points is that he might stop he, our defense from being on the field for the entire game because you could stop, only run the ball
0: because you didn't have a healthy he, quarterback. He like, stop, what are we talking about right now? Would he no, I'm not, stop the offensive line? I'm not falling for the this. You're this suckering
1: throat? me into this right now. <laughs>
0: would, would Jimmy Garoppolo tackle Kenneth Gainwell? Cause I didn't see anybody else on your team tackling Kenneth Gainwell. So the spread right now
1: is Philadelphia favored by a point and a half in it's the crazy. Super Bowl. We already know who your pick is. For my pick, I'm gonna leave this as a bit of a tease for our NFL pod that That's is will drop later on this week. That's good broadcasting. I'll leave that for a tease, but I feel like if you follow me on Twitter, or I feel like if you've listened to me talk about
0: your Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> yeah, you kind of know which know way I'm leaning here. You are. Listen, take the emotion out of it. It's not about. Hold on, I, I, about, I know you. I know you felt the pain. The salt. The salt was. <laughs> I was getting dehydrated reading your tweets. <laughs> they were so salty. Oh, my blood pressure started to go up. That's how salty your tweets were. Why is it
1: gotta be what? salty? Why can't it just be factual information? So mad You so, had major you keep, flags that it extended like however many drives. You, Red, wait, I'm not. Why? I'm not getting sucked into. I'm not. Why am I getting Red sucked flag? into this? I'm not
0: doing this. No, I'm not. I doing saw this. yellow flags. If you're your sorry ass defense committing penalties <laughs> on every play. I'm not
1: getting sucked into this. You're trying to suck me into this right now, and I'm not doing it.
0: Not doing it. Red Can't flags. Do it. Red Can't flags. Do it. Like, like the bonehead challenges that you know Andy Reid is fixing. I was texting with a mutual friend of ours who's a big Chiefs fan. Yeah. And I said, and I said, you know, that red challenge flag is going to be coming out in that first half on a very very dubious <laughs> spot that he's gonna lose on and boom there go one of your timeouts just get ready for that it's gonna happen listen, man andy reed was our coach for a long time i know how it goes listen man but now we I got sirianni I think it's gonna be... what up sirianni what up
1: okay you're doing you look like you're doing your sirianni impression right now sirianni. with the headset on mm-hmm. like get okay get that guy off my screen first mm-hmm. off what a but I'll say this much. Good. I'll say this much. Okay, Super Bowls should be a great game. I will say that I was stunned by the line because I don't understand um, giving me the Chiefs at plus money to win the Super Bowl with Patty Mahomes. Point and a half. Let's go that's plus it. money on the money line for the Chiefs. Let's go. We're gonna beat him by two scores. It's
0: gonna be ugly. <laughs> Listen to this that's guy. That's this that's Have you seen the Chiefs play defense? <laughs> especially against running quarters. okay
1: we we get it we get it oh Webster is definitely the Philadelphia Eagles we will be back to discuss this and probably more um Eagles wins or losses next week at some point uh, we'll talk about whatever happened on the trade deadline and all that other fun stuff as well um I gotta say though tune in I got to remember this because I, I got to, I'm, I'm trying to switch gears from like the host part of this to actually the producer part buzzing <laughs> into the ear of the host and be like, don't forget to promote the forget. next pod. Don't forget to promote the next <laughs> pod." So for people don't worry. The NFL picks pod is coming later on this week. It will be there. Matt Russell will join me and we will break down top to bottom, everything you need to know about the Super Bowl. I will give you my pick who I'm leaning towards for said Super Bowl, as again, we sit just on fuego fire this year with our picks against the spread on this Eon Blast podcast network. So really appreciate you rocking with me here, Mr. Webster, on this pod as we bring back the Ball on Blast podcast to coincide with the end of the NFL season. More content for your head top here from the On Blast podcast network. But if people want to hear more from you, Mr. Webster, where can they find you online?
0: Very easy on instagram on twitter it's the same at a webster 84 hit me up i'm on youtube or i'm on tiktok as well but i'm not really posting i'm more just lurking and watching my algorithm do crazy things it's hilarious okay
1: Okay. i like it i like it and my name is sheldon alexander you can find me online on twitter at shell alexander on instagram at sheldon alexander and don't forget Please like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this pod right now. Bless us with a like. If you see the YouTube video, you're rocking with us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button. That's how you support this pod. That is the movement on the On Blast podcast network. We hit you with football picks. We hit you with basketball talk. We hit you with some challenge talk. We got a whole lot coming and let us know. There could be more on the way as well. But hey, talk about that another time. Just please, I just want to say thanks to everyone who's been rocking with us as we continue to do this project here on the On Blast Podcast Network. It's because of you guys, the fans listening and rocking with us and supporting us, is why we continue to keep putting out all these pods. So I thank you. And what I always say to close out these pods is, I used to pray for po- I used to pray for times like this to rob like this. Hold on, I just realized here as I stop this, is that more Philly gas right now? As I say the line that have Oh, wow.
0: That's, that's. Yeah. Oh, man. See, don't go out of Don't go out on this season. Loser. Shelly. Why am I just feeding? I'm feeding into this Webster. I know the salt salt is hard, but there's still time to change your pick. Webster has tricked me. A point and a half against this chief's defense i don't know how you did it
1: how you tricked me into doing a basketball pod that really just (laughs) turned into your philly propaganda but i love it anyways because i love chopping it up with you mr andrew webster whether it's about the trade deadline kyrie irving the raptors the super bowl the grammys adele rich paul whatever it is i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is the ball on blast podcast part of the on blast podcast network as always unpolished And unapologetic. Until next time,
0: see ya. Go Bird! This is Ball On Blast, part of the On Blast podcast network, available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you like it, then subscribe and tell your friends. Holla!